How's it going, everybody? My name is Michael. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am going to be doing something a little bit different. For those of you watching on YouTube, this is actually my first time doing like a podcast on YouTube. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, I am actually recording this on YouTube, overcoming one of my fears and finally just saying, you know what, screw it, going straight for it. So today's podcast episode, what I am going to be discussing is the dangers of calorie counting, eating disorders, how to avoid eating disorders, and really when to start seeking help. So this is a topic that I am incredibly passionate about as it's a topic that has impacted my life significantly. And for somebody like myself who tends to have an obsessive behavior and really just like obsesses over everything, calorie counting was one of the worst things that I could have ever done for myself. I wish I would have never tracked that first calorie. And it's not like growing up, I wasn't necessarily fat. Like I'll admit 100% I was on the heftier side of things. And then really when I got to the age of 20, I was like, okay, I am tired of being seen as the quote unquote fat kid. I want to start losing weight and more so just like wanted to gain that self-confidence. I hadn't had any self-confidence. Growing up, like I still, to this day, it's, it impacts me. I have difficulties talking to girls that I like. I have difficulties believing in all that I'm capable of achieving. And a lot of it came from listening to the negative judgments of others when I was growing up. And one of the things that this translated to was an eating disorder. So when I set out to lose weight, I was a sophomore in college. I looked at the scale and the scale had said 199 point, I think it was like 199.6. I wanted to do everything in my power not to get to 200 pounds. And you wouldn't think about that looking at me today, like today I'm incredibly slim. And to think that I was pushing 200 pounds at one point and I now weigh like 155, that is such a huge difference. I think I ended up losing like at my lowest 55 pounds. So my lowest, I was 145 pounds. That was when my eating disorder was spiraling out of control. I wasn't able to really get a grasp on it. So again, when I initially started dieting and exercising, it wasn't even dieting. It was more so just exercising. I remember I would work out in my dorm room. Like my diet hadn't changed. I was still drinking a lot of soda, eating whatever I wanted. I was just working out. I was doing insanity and P90X all in the same day. And then sometimes if I had the energy, I would go out for like three to five mile runs, you know, like exercising, it it felt good. It really felt good to lose the weight and not completely restrict myself. At that point, I had somewhat of a social life and I was starting to gain confidence. But just like everything, you're never really satisfied. You always wanna see what you can do and how far you can push your body. And I knew for me, like that next step of pushing my body was going to be dieting. I knew that was the only way that I was going to continue to lose more weight. And that was something I was committed to. You know, I was getting the feedback from others saying, yeah, you look really good. And for the first time in my life, like I had that confidence that I was getting from others. I had never received those compliments before. And so it became an addiction for me. I really wanted to continue to gain the respect that I was finally getting from others and really just wanted to, you know, focus 
on losing weight and losing as much weight as possible because it was it was almost like a drug. You wanted all of the attention out there and you knew it was bad for you once you reached a certain plateau, but you never really like articulate that thought. You're just like, yeah, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I don't know when enough is enough. So I want to continue to lose weight. And then hopefully others will tell me that others will tell me when, you know, I've lost too much. So with dieting and exercising, um, I was, I mean, that summer, I think it was three months after I started exercising, I went home for that summer in between my junior or my sophomore and junior year of college. And I began tracking everything, every piece of food that I would put in my body, every drink I consumed, every condiment. Like I didn't touch ketchup for four years. And I told others, like, I flat out lied and said, I don't like ketchup. I don't like the taste of ketchup. That was completely another bowl. I loved ketchup. I was just more so worried about the fact that one tablespoon of ketchup was 20 calories. And I mean, if you were to talk about food, I could probably right now, just because of how much I have tracked calories in my past, I could tell you uh, the nutrition information on, I would say nearly every label. If you like any general food, if you were to say how many calories are in this serving, I would probably be able to tell you. And that's because I studied food labels for a lot of my years. And yeah, I mean like every meal, every kernel of popcorn I, w- I would track it and it became such an obsession for me and with every obsession in life it got to be a really unhealthy obsession got to the point where i wasn't going out with friends i wasn't going out with family i wouldn't go to gatherings for my 20 i think it was like my 22nd birthday i didn't have a piece of cake because i was scared that you know if I were to put that extra calorie in or the extra calories into my body, then I was going to become fat. Like every single calorie above my daily allowance, I attributed to gaining fat. And that's something I was not ready to face, something I didn't want. I didn't want to go back to being the fat kid or being considered the fat kid. And I, I, I got to be completely honest, like this took away from like this took so much away from my life just the experiences, life in general, it it became dull. It became so repetitive. It got to the point where I I completely closed myself off from the outside world. I wasn't doing anything with friends. I wasn't going out making memories. And I'm 27 now. And this is something that ever since I turned, like, I think it was 19 or 20. Shit, it's been eight years. (laughs) This has been something that has impacted me that long. So yeah, it's something I'm passionate about. And I, I finally gotten to the point where today I actually took a big step in the right direction. And I reached out to a counselor because it is something that, like I said, it still impacts me and I want to get it under control. I also realized that the only way to help others and the only way to make a difference is to acknowledge my weaknesses and to speak up. It's not going to do me any good to be quiet. And it's not going to do me any good to act like I don't have a problem when I I clearly have had a problem for the last seven or eight years. So that's ultimately the purpose of today's episode is I want to show you guys that you might be going through battles in life. You know, life isn't perfect. No matter how perfect everybody seems to make it look, it isn't. You're going to encounter problems on a daily basis. You know, I mean, that's just part of life. That's part of being human 
is the fact that if you're not encountering problems, you're not trying hard enough. And, you know, there are things that are going to slow you down. There are things that are going to get in your way, but you have to continue to fight every single day. This isn't some motivational hurrah, hip, hip, whatever type of video and podcast. This is something like, this is real. If you want to change your circumstances, you have to be willing to take that initiative to change. And it's not easy. It's not easy to admit the fact that I've had, oh gosh, that I've had an eating disorder for the last seven or eight years. It's not. It's also not easy to admit the fact that my eating disorder has stopped me from dating. It's stopped me from going out with friends. It's stopped me from so much. And really now, like, this is a journey to living freely. The only way I'm going to live freely is to admit my wrongdoings, to admit my weaknesses, to seek help for the struggles that I'm facing. Because I, I want to live the best life possible. And as cliche as that might sound, it's the truth. So that is why... I strongly, strongly recommend if you, especially if you have an obsessive attitude, don't ever fall victim to calorie counting. Don't ever let the number of calories that you're consuming stop you from living the life that you deserve to live. Like this is the one life you're going to ever get. You are worth so much more than any calorie or any numerical value for that matter. Life isn't about the enjoyment that you're putting into your body life isn't about you know the amount of or the pieces of cake that you're eating life is about who you are as a person calories at the end of the day don't mean anything what happened to relying on feel what happened to feeling good about who we are feeling good about our bodies nourishing our bodies you know when we count calories we're oftentimes restricting our bodies and that's that's only causing our bodies more harm. Like our, our bodies are our temple. And it's time we start treating them like that. But in case you are like me and have started counting calories and have fallen victim to calorie counting and the trap that like the never ending pit of misery that it causes, I want to help you guys. I, I really want to help you overcome the challenges that you're experiencing because I know all too well the damage that it can cause. And as much as it impacts females, it also impacts males. As much as it impacts older populations, it also impacts younger populations. Eating disorders impacts everybody. And, you know, just like with mental health, just like with any type of illness out there, the more you speak up, the better it's going to get. You're going to be you're going to be able to release the burdens that you're feeling. And that's ultimately the first step into overcoming any challenge. So when is calorie counting dangerous? Uh, calorie counting really becomes dangerous when it's all you think about. You know, when you're going out to uh, restaurants, when you're going over to a friend's house, when you have a family dinner, and calorie counting is the number one thought that's on your mind. That's really when it becomes dangerous. Like, I, I can't tell you the amount of times where I was planning on going out with friends and if I couldn't find a nutritional, like, chart or something on the restaurant's website, I would just not go. I needed to have that information for my peace of mind. I needed to know what meal I was going to be eating before I got to the restaurant so that I could plan the rest of my day out. And 
that is an incredibly poor way to live your life. It like looking back at it, it sounds so foolish, but I mean, it's something that I still do. It is something that, you know, sometimes I still find myself doing and that that's just not the way to live. You shouldn't go into things planning what you're going to eat just so that you can have that peace of mind and, you know, save enough calories for dessert, whatever that looks like for you. As a result of calorie counting and just like overly obsessing about the number of calories I was eating, that led to my eating disorder. My eating disorder first started out with, uh, first started out with anorexia, uh, then it moved into bulimia, and that's we'll get into that later. But other signs of an eating disorder, other signs that you might need help is you know when you struggle to eat in front of others, when you can't fathom watching others, or when you can't fathom others watching you eat because you've starved yourself for so long that. You know, you're probably just going to inhale the food. And any criticism or any comment that can be made about food is going to be like a slap in the face. So if others say, man, did you even did you even taste that food? That is going to feel like such a low blow. And the thing is, is you get to that point because you've restricted yourself for so long that it, it just becomes so good. Like that food tastes so good and you just inhale it because you never know when you're going to allow yourself to eat that food again. That's, again, something that I have come across. Uh, Another thing is when you develop rituals around eating instead of listening. And this is is the biggest thing I still struggle with today, completely uh, upfront and transparent. Um, When you develop rituals around eating, for me, I stick to a certain schedule. I know... Generally within like a 15 to 30 minute time block of when I'm going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, instead of actually listening to my body when it's hungry, um, I just kind of have my meals planned out. If I'm super hungry, I'll have a piece of fruit or something to kind of hold me over to that pre-scheduled meal. Like I, I know the times that I'm going to eat. It's gotten to the point where I've, I've relaxed a little bit and I've been able to control my hunger um, or really just like listen to my body and kind of go with the flow, like go out with friends, uh, you know, whenever my family goes out to dinner, I'll wait for them. Like I used to get so hangry. It was ridiculous. I I was miserable. Like if it wasn't on my schedule, I was going to be the worst person to be around that. That's just what it did. Um, so that that isn't really a good way. And that's how you know when you know food is on your mind too much. The third thing is when you are losing or gaining weight rapidly. I, within six months, lost 55 pounds. I, yeah, I would say that is, that's pretty rapid. 55 pounds in six months. Um, I should have seen that one coming, but I didn't. I never really put it back on either. Like there were some times, I think, started my senior year of college, I was feeling really good. You know, I had just transferred schools and was making new friends, going out on the weekends, going to parties, coming home at 2 a.m., having pizza, all of that fun college stuff, um, and made the mistake of going home, like, a month into that semester, weighed myself, was up 15 pounds. I don't recall looking like I had gained 15 pounds, but I was, and then like, I was like, okay, well I just gained 15 pounds. Boom. 
that little trigger in my mind clicked and I was like back to dieting and exercising because that number wasn't acceptable for me. Granted, I'd love to see that number today. Um, yeah, that for me at the time, it was just like I wasn't ready to face that. I wasn't ready to gain weight. I was expecting to go to college, uh, drink with friends on the weekend, have all the junk food I wanted uh, while still exercising, obviously, um, and not gain weight. That just d- did not happen. Uh, so that was once you start losing weight and gaining weight rapidly, that really isn't a good sign either. And then lastly, body dysmorphia. So when you can't stop touching your body or like pinching your rolls and rolls are so natural. Um, everybody has rolls. You could be the skinniest person out there and rolls are skin. You know, everybody's going to have them. But for me, it's like I eat a piece of cake or have a burger or something. And then I begin pinching my stomach because it's like, okay, did I already gain that fat? Am I going to get fat? And that's, again, something that I wasn't necessarily ready to face. Lastly, I promise this is, oh man, there are so many on here. Um, I lied, not lastly. Next is when you completely eliminate certain food groups. For me, I'd completely eliminated desserts for the longest time. Um, was only, you know, my dessert would be like cornflakes and milk with some stevia on top, like or puffed cereal with milk and stevia. Something that was like a little sweet because I do have a sweet tooth, but something that wasn't necessarily fattening or wasn't calorically or wasn't calorie dense. I think that's the right terminology. I had completely avoided dairies, fats, even healthy fats. Like I hate avocados. I I honestly think they're the worst food out there, but like peanuts, almonds, um, just cheese, anything like that completely eliminated from my diet because I didn't want that extra fat. Those foods were too calorically dense and didn't fill me up. Therefore I would resort to like vegetables, fruits, uh, proteins, you know, all of the quote unquote dieting stuff. Um, also if you are, I would say if you're constantly cold, that that's a trigger right there. That means you don't have enough fat on your body. Um, and that your internal organs are cold and yeah. So if you're cold, just that is a sign of an eating disorder. And I mean, there are many times like living in Minnesota that, well, winter is horrible for me. It was like, used to be way worse. Um, but I was constantly cold. Like even now, like I still shiver and that's because I don't have enough fat on my body. I'll admit it. I'm okay with that. I don't have enough fat on my body. Um, yeah, but I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is there are so many triggers and so many signs for eating disorders to the point that if you if you can relate to one of these, you probably know that your eating habits are spiraling downward and that if you're not careful, it could result in an eating disorder. And that's the one thing that I want you to avoid so desperately, it, it simply isn't worth it. It is not worth it to count calories or even to put yourself at the risk of an eating disorder. So just like there are many risks, there are also many types of eating disorders out there that 
I, I think everybody needs to be aware of because, you know, one can lead into the other. So for me, again, it, it first started with anorexia. Um, so anorexia nervosa is purposely restricting calories, um, you know, just out of fear of gaining weight. And then the next, the next one is um, bulimia nervosa. And that is when you binge eat because going back to like that feeling of food being a drug where you just can't control it. You take one bite and it hits you. You're like, oh man, I need to binge because I never know when I'm going to have this food again. And then it gets to the point where you get sick physically or mentally. And when you get sick mentally, then you make yourself purge because you feel so guilty about what you just did. I will, I'll never forget the first time that I made myself throw up. And it was my niece's third birthday. We had thrown her a party over at my parents' house and my sisters did a great job of planning like desserts, spreads, everything like that. I hadn't had sweets in so long um, that I just kind of lost it. I lost control and began eating, 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 got to the point where I got sick physically because I was so full and I threw up. And then that, like that instant, it began to feel like there was this trigger inside of me that I could make myself throw up whenever I wanted. And it wasn't like I didn't even have to stick my finger down my throat or anything like that. It was just like if I wanted to throw up, I could throw up. And there was like this little reflex trigger in my esophagus. Like as weird as that sounds, it's true. So I went back upstairs, acted like I had just gone to the bathroom, kept eating. Repeat the cycle, go downstairs, throw it up. Come back up, keep eating, go downstairs, throw it up. And that was, for me, being able to taste the sweets and not have to worry about gaining fat, that was a win. It's not a win for me today, I can tell you that much, because it's caused a lot of health issues. But at the time, I was like, yeah, I can, I can enjoy what I'm eating now, or not necessarily enjoy, but I can actually taste food, and I can eat it and not worry about gaining weight, because I'll just go throw it up. And that was, to me, a better alternative than gaining weight. That, uh, yeah, that that is bulimia nervosa uh, to a T right there. There's also binge eating, binge eating, this is part of it, but uh, binge eating is engaging in multiple episodes of binge eating, so um, like you don't purge or anything like that, you just uh, eat as much as you can until you feel incredibly full where you don't want to do anything else, uh, and really binge eating is attributed with excessive weight gain, so Going back previously, how I had talked about losing too much weight and gaining it back rapidly, when losing weight drastically, gaining it back rapidly, that would probably be episodes of binge eating, right? You lose weight, feel good about yourself, have an episode of binge eating, gain a lot of weight, and then feel bad, so you start exercising and dieting again. Uh, and then there's also uh, restrictive food intake disorder. So actually, it's avoid restrictive food intake disorder. Uh, what that is is... Being super restrictive with what you eat, going, man, just, I'm not going to lie, like, reading off these definitions, it's like, holy cow, I, at one point, feel I suffered from all of these, because restrictive food eating, like, I wouldn't go to restaurants without knowing 
the healthiest option at that restaurant, and then also, like, how many calories were in that certain food. And then that's what I would base my meals off of. And it got, like, when I would go to restaurants and, let's say, something on the menu had been changed, they didn't have what I saw on like online or on their PDF documents, I would run to the bathroom and be like, okay, well, what's the next healthiest option? Go back, check, and really just like sit on my phone, act like I was on Twitter or something like that at the dinner table and base my meals off of what the lowest, like what the lowest calorie food was. That, I mean, that was, that's how I chose what I was going to eat. So that is another type of eating disorder, excessively restricting yourself. Um, and then there are um, other specified or eating disorder. And this applies to all other patterns of eating disorders um, that might not fit like a clinical definition. But I mean, there's so many out there. There's so many eating disorders. Like I can't even begin to describe them all. So Moving on, because this has already been a long enough episode, much longer than I intended. But again, like this is how this is how passionate I'm about it. This is how passionate I am about wanting to help others break free from the cycle of eating disorders because it truly is not worth it. I, I gosh, I wish I could just instill that into everybody's brain, like learn from my mistakes, please, people. All I want you to do is to learn from my mistakes and don't fall victim to calorie counting. Don't fall victim to judgment. Don't fall victim to listening to stupid stuff others say about you. Because really, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not going to better your life. It's not going to better their life. Odds are they're probably not thinking about it. Um, yeah, so please just learn from my mistakes. How to avoid digging yourself a deeper hole and when it's time to start seeking help. I would say if you're wanting to avoid digging a deeper hole rely on feel you know rely on how your body feels rely on those hunger cues you know listen to your body instead of allowing your mind to control you and what i mean by that is if your body's hungry feed your body if your body wants to be moved move your body if your body's feeling a little sluggish i'm like yeah you know i want to lose a few pounds to get that spark and get that spunk back do it don't allow your mind to determine your life to that extent don't allow your mind to say i'm just gonna hold off because i need to eat at a certain time or i need to eat a certain food listen to your body your body is your temple listen to it know what it wants out of you and fuel it adequately you know food is fuel that is an important lesson food isn't a punishment or a reward system food is fuel so Another thing uh, you can do to avoid digging yourself a deeper hole is to ditch calorie counting altogether. You know, if you have MyFitnessPal or uh, any like other health counting calorie app on your phone, ditch it. So not worth it. Just get rid of it completely. Again, rely on feel. Uh, stop judging your others and ultimately stop judging yourself. I think this be this comes from the comparison game. So expect nothing and accept everything. When you don't judge others, you don't have a viewpoint of how your body needs to look. You aren't worried about looking just like somebody. You aren't worried about eating what other people are eating. And ultimately, that's going to help you stop judging yourself. 
And then when you stop judging yourself, you can look at others and not even like second guess their appearance or their body image. Like body shaming in today's society is so prevalent and that's because we have social media and all we do is sit and compare and judge. If you take away comparison and judgment, a lot of the issues that society faces today are going to completely vanish. And that's something that I need to do a better job of adapting to and everybody needs to do a better job of adapting to. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge others. Know your worth. And, you know, if you have it a little extra fat, love it up. If you're skinny, love it up. I mean, you are you and ultimately being you is going to forever be your greatest strength. So let go of that idea of perfection. You know, you you are perfect for who you are as an individual, but there are going to be flaws that others are going to see. Nobody is perfect in the eyes of others. There's always going to be some little critique that another person is going to have for you. Like recording this, some people say, you look too skinny or your voice isn't good enough or yada, yada, yada. This is a stupid topic video, whatever. This is me. This is what I want to do. This is something I'm passionate about. Other people are going to have different passions. Other people are going to look different. Everybody is different. Embrace your differences. Love yourself for your differences because they are what make you you. And again, being you is going to forever be your greatest strength. Last thing that I want to recommend doing and this is hard for me to talk about. Um, but again, something that I just did today. I am a 27-year-old man. I haven't dated in God knows how long. And it's because of my fear of food. So I finally reached that point where I'm so fed up with living my life controlled by food that I needed to seek help. I reached out to a counselor and I'm now going to be doing counseling. It's because I want to gain my life back. I can't do it on my own. I know that. And for so long, I had thought that seeking help and reaching out to a counselor was a sign of weakness. Really, it is the exact opposite. Seeking help and wanting to correct your behaviors is a sign of strength. It's showing that you're willing to face that vulnerability and admit that you're not perfect. But it's also showing that you want to better your life and that the one you're living right now isn't the best that it can be. It's showing that you want to take control of what is yours and you want to just make the most out of life. And that's that's really what it's all about. The thing about life is as cliche as it sounds, you never know if today's going to be your last day. Like I can look everybody in the eye and say that today very well could be your last day. And in that flash right before the end of your life, are you going to look back and say, man, I live life to the fullest? Or are you going to regret not doing more with the time that you have? That is something that we should all live by. Because, you know, you live every single day not knowing whether it is going to be your last day or not. And, you know, once you put that into perspective, once you gain insight that today might actually be your last day, it's going to help you live more freely. It's going to help you live more joyously. And it's going to help you live a better life. So 
I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day uh, to watch and listen to this. Again, it's all I want to do is help others, like learn from my mistakes. This is the journey to living freely. I want to live freely and I want to help you guys live freely. So again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to watch or listen to this. If you found this beneficial at all, please be sure to leave a rating, subscribe, comment, like, share it with your friends. All of the support is greatly appreciated. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Goodbye.